standard issue for all women. Hello, Hannah here and welcome to this week's edition of the Sunday Chops. I hope that you are all well, obviously, and that your life is the least complicated it could be at the moment. One of the things I've been doing with my family and with my friends is a lot of quizzing because it's fun. And also it provides quite a good framework for socialising. You don't all talk over each other. It appears I'm not alone in this. So I decided I wanted to get on the Zoom with the comedian Lucy Porter and with massive brain box Jenny Ryan, who is one of the chasers on The Chase. You already knew that, right? To ask them about their podcast, Fingers on Buzzers, which is just great. We had a chat about how things were for them at the moment. We talked about the joys of quizzing. We talked about what the nation's favourite quizzes over the years can tell us about what was going on in society. And Jenny gave some tips on how to get yourself on a quiz show if you want to. And also on how best to digest information and hold it in your brain which is something that I know a lot of people are struggling with at the moment so anyway we had a brilliant time that's coming up now enjoy the rest of your Sunday hi I am joined on the phone by Lucy Porter and Jenny Ryan hosts of the podcast fingers on buzzers hello hello hi okay round one how are you down I would say yeah yeah I had my my worst day one of my worst days yesterday where it suddenly dawned on me that I haven't done any of the things that I hoped I would do during the lockdown and and I failed at everything I tried to do and I had meetings as Jenny will attest because some of them with her and in fact you (laughs) we missed yesterday's meeting we were meant to do this yesterday and had about three other things that all went horribly wrong and my children argued all day I tell you what I did to treat myself to cheer myself up was uh, I got bought a foot spa for Christmas and I had a foot spa nice (laughs) that that was my treat that was my bit of self-care that's something that went from rubbish present to excellent present unexpectedly quickly you know, in mid-February. Yeah. Well, do you know, my sister bought me a knitting kit for Christmas. And I must admit, I opened it up and I was like, oh, <laughs> a knitting kit. How middle-aged is that? And I've never known how to knit. And it's been the absolute salvation of my lockdown because it's given me something to try and learn again I've failed so I've had to keep unraveling and you know but but I'm gradually getting a little bit better every time I unravel it so yeah that went from being a rubbish Christmas present so I thought to being one of the best things I've ever been bought (laughs) it has been interesting It, it actually took me I would I would say four weeks to get anything done because it's a lot of processing for me to do my way of processing is to shut down so I think a lot of people probably thought I was being really ignorant and not getting involved in stuff and not replying but I needed to hunker down and actually I'm feeling quite good at the moment because all the things that have been on my list to do after about three weeks I started doing them nice covered under the stairs it was a hazard nothing was in the right place I got everything out I cleared out loads of stuff. I've shredded old paperwork. Everything is in the right box. Even my two boxes of party supplies and three boxes of fancy dress. They're all labelled up. They're all in that cupboard. And since then, every day I've got up and gone, check me out. Oh, yeah. I'm organised at last. I can do anything. I am superwoman. I've still not tidied the one kitchen cupboard that needs tidying, but 
that's given me enough of a buzz on a daily basis <laughs> to feel quite <laughs> you know I feel quite productive and now that's out of the way now pretty much everything in my flat is in the right place <laughs> you have made me feel a lot better because I ordered a shredder yesterday and I thought what has my life become what has my life become that I'm, I'm shredding paper I'm very excited Jenny that now I feel confident that anytime I call you I can say can you go and dress up as a stormtrooper and uh, <laughs> off a party popper and you'll be like yep know exactly where to go for that I can blow you up a balloon as well within two and a half minutes it's all good (laughs) I can be a ghostbuster and eating off a paper plate (laughs) (laughs) well you've both scored very highly in round one (laughs) so tell us about fingers on buzzers where did the idea come from well we met on a little show called the chase when I went on to do the chase celebrity specials and Jen and I fell to talking and we established a rapport and said wouldn't it be amazing if we could do a podcast about quizzing and with lightning speed after about only two years we actually managed to <laughs> get together and make it happen because <laughs> we, were, we were talking about it for ages weren't we yeah yeah we kept pinging back and forth going, well, let's let's meet up about this let's stop trying you know get some time in the diary and what it took was getting our producer really on board yeah to give us a, a kick up the bum yes. and get us organised to do stuff. We had our first meeting, the hotel I was staying up to record the chase. We, we sat out on the terrace and had the scones. Laura Ashley Hotel. Yeah. Let's give them a name check because they were very good to us. And it was a lovely day and it all felt like a great idea and it has been ever since. We've we've gone from strength to strength, I think. It's, yeah. uh, it, well, there's like... nothing quite like it out there. So we're, we're ploughing our little furrow. You've put out some really great content recently. I really love the episode about quiz with Michael Sheen, obviously. Thank yeah. you. Well, that was a bit of a coup, wasn't it? That was that was great timing. It was it was meant to be that we yeah. were talking about who possibly we could get on a future episode, and we were saying, "Oh, next week quiz is going on. What about getting someone from the show on?" And we thought, "Well, well, Amanda mentioned we could get in touch with ITV Press and see if we get anyone." I went, "It's all right." I'll just message Sheen. <laughs> then you guys laughed at me and went, what? Yeah, I messaged him within minutes he'd agreed to do it. So yeah. there we go. He's Brilliant. an absolute star. And yeah, I think it's one of our favourite guests we've had on. Although they've all been an absolute dream. Well, we've been very, very lucky actually with our guests because it, cause we have this mixture of, you know, sometimes it's nostalgia about old quizzes that of our youth so like having Henry Kelly on from Going for Gold was an absolute highlight obviously and then we do more contemporary stuff so we've had like Ben Shepherd talking about Tipping Point which is one of my absolute faves and Alan Connor who's done loads of stuff was talking about Only Connect which keeps coming up as one of our favourites so yeah it's just nice as a sort of quiz fangirl to get to speak to sort of loads of different people and we're doing we're actually recording one tonight with one of Jen's fellow chasers which I'm very excited about because I've just been catching up on Beat the Chasers which has been on every night Uh, as we record this it's been on every night this week and I absolutely love it Um, (laughs) have you seen it Hannah I haven't well it is a treat catch up on it it's actually um it'll be on the ITV player I think yeah um it is yeah but it's 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 our foray into sort of a prime time strip show. It's kind of going for that classic millionaire. You know, the first time Millionaire was on, and it was on for a week every night at, at the same time. 
and everybody was gathering around. That's the kind of vibe that when they first said they wanted to do it, we thought that's that would be ideal. And it seems to have paid off. It was the big gamble, though, yeah. to do a, a spin-off. Because yeah. I remember I worked on uh, Richard and Judy's nighttime primetime chat show. And that was a less successful transition from daytime to uh, <laughs> to prime time. So it doesn't because sometimes people are like, "Oh no, we liked it the way it was," and then we don't, you know, we don't like the change. But um, but yeah, no, it has really paid off because it's massively shiny floor, and it's yeah. Bradley Walsh with an audience, and the chasers are all kind of interacting with each other. And I think it's yeah, it just feels like a sort of you know jazzy prime time oh hello cat um <laughs> just for the benefit of the podcast listeners, uh, one of the most beautiful cats in the world is just flitting across us yeah. going back to who wants to be a millionaire although quiz was very good obviously i think it definitely benefited from lockdown as in everybody was on twitter talking about it when it was happening yeah. and therefore yeah. it inspired almost a vision of what who would wants to be a millionaire would have been like to, like if Twitter sort of existed at that time when it was hugely yep. popular. It contained an absolutely cracking line, which I think Mark Bonner's character delivered, which was that Britons love quizzing because it combines their two favourite things, drinking and being right. <laughs> um, yep. <laughs> I, I was going to say, yeah. how, how much do you agree with that? I think... It's it's more the being right and being proven right is the is the key because there's a lot of people who don't have to drink to enjoy that. Okay. <laughs> that so people like a pub quiz for that for the drinking reason as well. The the more that we've done fingers on buzzers, I think the more we've realised it's not it's not really a niche. We we originally said it's quite a niche show, and you know certain people are fans of quizzes will like it, and other people won't. But such a huge proportion of the British public have some affiliation with quiz Mm -hmm. on some level or another, whether it is, you know, these lockdown quizzes that are getting people together now, or if it's going down the pub quiz, or if it is just sitting around and and slagging off whoever's on the chase (laughs) that day and and getting involved on Twitter. There's 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 an obsession somehow on some level with so many people in this country with all forms of quiz and yeah I think for the first time you ever get asked a general knowledge question whatever age you are and you get it right and you're not even quite sure why you get it right that is such a buzz that you have to keep up in the ante every time yeah Yeah. that that can that can inform a whole new obsession a whole new hobby it is addictive for me it was it was because it was such an early age that my granddad started you know, posing general knowledge questions to me. That's informed a lifetime. <laughs> That's interesting because my, my family are very much quizzes and we were in the car, you know, we didn't have a radio in our car, so we had quizzes. And so we instantly went to quizzing on lockdown. And also my friends and I do one on a Saturday evening over Zoom, obviously. We all write around ourselves and they're becoming even more elaborate and ridiculous a friend of mine learned to play a ukulele just so he could play songs to us and we had to guess what they were. Not very well right enough, but um, what's interesting is it, it creates a format for which you can socialise around on Zoom because I don't yeah. think it kind of gives someone the talking stick and then they have yeah. a bit because otherwise it's a bit chaotic. Everybody's talking over each other and it, it, I think it works yeah. perfectly 
for this. Well, we found this with our kids, actually, because when they first tried having Zoom meetings with all their friends, so our kids are eight and nine, and the first Zoom meetings they had with their friends were hilarious because it was just all of them going, hello, hello, <laughs> hello, for an hour. It was adorable to watch, but there was... So eventually, like the parents will start going, why don't you do a little quiz or why don't you do even a little game like um, play your cards right, which of course none of them had ever seen Brucey's play your cards <laughs> right. But they're all now doing it on Zoom to each other. Hi, hello. And the generation game conveyor belt thing where you show objects to the camera and then you have to remember them and stuff. So they're getting into sort of game and quiz and I think what's been really interesting about the lockdown is and I would be fascinated to see if it is the same in other countries but quiz is I think the most reliable form of entertainment in a time of great uncertainty and as a creative person you know if you're trying to write a script or you're trying to write any sort of comedy or drama it's really hard I think at the moment because you kind of don't want to write about pre-coronavirus world and none of us know what post-coronavirus yeah. world will look like. And we're all living lockdown, so you don't really want to write about that. So I think it's it's very difficult to do creative things. And comedy, you know, you don't know how to strike the balance because everyone's having such massively different, different experiences at the moment. Some people are fighting for life. Some people are having terrible times. Some people are just bored, you know. So it's, it's very difficult to know how to appeal to a broad spectrum of people. And quizzing, it, it provides certainty because there are right and wrong answers yeah. it's very reassuring and also you can do it in so many different formats because some of my friends like on our whatsapp groups they're doing little emoji quizzes like guess the sitcom from the emojis yeah, or whatever and then you know just quizzes coming at me from all angles at the minute and I think that is I mean it's my dream <laughs> Well, my current round that I've written for next for Saturday's quiz is you have to identify the tourist attraction from the worst review I have found on TripAdvisor <gasps> about yes. it. Um, <laughs> Brilliant. Which leads to, uh, I can say this now because this will be out on Sunday and my quiz happens on Saturday so my friends can't cheat. There's one that says, turns out it's just a load of really desperately ill people. It's a horrible place. Fancy guessing what that is a review for? Lords. It is a review for Lords. Is it Lords? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. Imagine, but yeah. imagine going to review Lords. I know. It's yeah. so weird. <laughs> you know what I've got to do about this? I've got to tell everybody it's Lordsville. <laughs> Lucy and I have talked about this before when we were at that, we like saw you at a Christmas party and uh, God, I was very drunk. Apologies. And we were talking about. <laughs> How Bullseye kept me sane at one of like most terrible experiences of my life. Both my parents were really in hospital. I was getting no sleep at all. And I was staying with my brother. And so up at about two o'clock every morning, we'd find ourselves both up watching Bullseye on Challenge. And there was something <laughs> really reassuring about it in that I suppose it was something from our childhood. And just us laughing at how unbelievably sexist it was and how kind of racist it was. <laughs> And but at the same <laughs> but at the same time, like loving how unashamedly working class it was, which is pretty rare on television, I think. So it made yeah. me wonder: do you do you think that we're able to tell something about society from what its most popular quiz is at any given time? That's a really interesting question because there isn't anything really now where people come on and they're like, "Well, what do you do? I'm a pipe fitter," and then the next person is. I'm also a pipe fitter (laughs) and the host knows exactly what that is. Yeah. It's very telling of the the period of society 
that that we're in when you know most of the time now when we get contestants coming on the chase they've they've got something which is they're basically working admin or in retail or in customer service yeah the range of jobs is is very different and i don't know if that's that's just telling of, of the way society has gone in the intervening mm. 30 years well there's so much isn't there about quiz shows that is you know is hilarious to us now just like things like the prizes yeah like we always love the prizes on bullseye which are things like a dishwasher and a mink coat was one that i saw the other day here's a well, who? Yeah, continental yeah. quilt yes continental quilt you know the and and that's a really lovely glimpse but i think also there is a more general kind of sense of the mood of society so I think with Bullseye it was the 80s and it was about aspiration and consumer good it was the beginning of that kind of rampant consumerism and then the 90s that was cruel comedy the weakest link golden balls and things where it was slight meanness because yeah. I don't know you know it's a zero-sum just... kind of thing yeah it to, for me to win you not only have to lose but be humiliated yes yes yeah, yes and then there was, there was a, a bit of that it was yeah it was it was not the nicest time no in, in quizzes and really. then kindness <laughs> has kind of crept back in but then also I tell you what I've noticed from watching Beat the Chasers it's little things as well about telly about what's in fashion in telly because when you the chasers do your little asides it's like they yeah, pick up on the your hot mic, mic thing the yeah. hot mic that's it because yeah. that's like I on Britain's Got Talent it always really makes me laugh where it's Amanda and Alicia having this secret chats but we're allowed to hear it and the yeah. audience are all mic'd and everything and that yeah those little f- sort of tv fashions like with bullseye with the 80s it was revolving stages and yeah. big bits of staging and now it's all kind of whispers and yeah, yeah. As, i mean i could just watch old quizzes all day because i think it is like a beautiful little time capsule well we do we do we, we, we do. have our watch alongs <laughs> and stuff so yeah oh yeah we've been doing watch along so we have our fingers on buzzers crew like anyone who wants to join us really and standard issue listeners would be more than welcome we all get together and watch along an old quiz show so we did bullseye the other week that was our kickoff one yeah. um, because everyone loves it and uh, and it is great fun with the drinking, drinking game, game. Yeah, yeah i was very drunk that night the early episodes of bullseye are hilarious because that's before tony green comes along to help yes, out with the yes. scoring bowen has run off his feet without tony green <laughs> it's so true and he also does this hilarious thing where he has to stick his head like to see what score they've got and and you're like, Jesus, don't stick your head in front of a dartboard, mate. It's like, I know you're not going to get hit, but it's not a great message to be putting out on television <laughs> to children who are playing it. Uh, yeah, no, it was I know. There was no funny. health and safety. No. Well, in fact, you can find the, the very first episode of Bullseye is on YouTube at the moment, and it is worth a look because it's a totally different game. And there's these two Welsh lads who... The other thing about the early Bullseye as well is the contestants are so not media savvy. And they all look genuinely terrified. It's like they're in a hostage situation and they have to play darts to save their lives. Because yeah. <laughs> they all look completely uh, yeah, traumatised by the experience. Hello, Hannah here. Now, as you know, this is usually the point in the podcast where I interrupt to say something about you being able to give us some money via the magic of Patreon. But I know everyone's having to tighten their belts financially and also that there are probably some very worthy charities that you are supporting 
with your time and money. And so how can you continue to help us? Well, you can listen to us. If you're furloughed and you're at home or if you're taking your regular hour walk, why not have a route around through our back catalogue to see if there's anything you haven't listened to? Because listens equals money for us. Equally, you could spend this time spreading the news about Standard Issue. I know a lot of you already do this, but if you see anyone on Twitter asking for suggestions of what they could listen to in this time, just get in there and say Standard Issue. Thank you all for your help and support. And that includes everyone who already supports us on Patreon. As someone who has spent most of their life saying, oh, I should go on a quiz, but they're never bothered applying. <laughs> when I was very drunk a few years ago, uh, my brother and I applied to go on Pointless and we didn't get on. And I actually met Richard Osman about a year later and I told him off, Osman, why didn't I get on Pointless? Jenny, do you have any tips on how you do get on as someone who has been on a lot of quiz shows? Yeah, it's it's something that I do get asked quite a lot. And I, I get, I'm the brunt of quite a few complaints on social media from people saying, well, they wouldn't have me on this series. And I think it's probably because they were scared because I got full marks on my general knowledge test on the phone audition. I'm like, yeah, half the audition is that you can actually answer questions. The other half is on personality. Yeah. So got to bear in mind. Are you saying I've got that... a bad personality, Jenny? Is that why I no, didn't No, not at all. Because you don't, you don't know what the casting producers and the casting team have been briefed to look right. for at that particular time. You can't really take it personally when you get rejected from a show because it may be that that week they've had three dozen applications from women with red hair and glasses. So you're done. Sorry, mate. You're, you're bottom of the pile. <laughs> but the next week might be all right. But think about the fact it is it's it's these young people who are having to read through every application form. What they don't want is something re- they want something that stands out. So tell them a funny story. Put a little bit of effort into filling out that application form. That is your chance to show that you have a personality. That you've got stories you can tell. The worst thing in the world would be for them to cast someone who goes out and goes, "I'm a civil servant. No, I can't tell you what I do. I don't really have any hobbies." <laughs> Ask me the question. They don't want that. They want someone who's got something that can add a little bit of personality and people do complain when people got too much personality oh there's a character on here yeah but those you know most shows would be so flat if they had the same kind of person on so think about what makes you stand out as a candidate treat it as a job application but don't do it drunk maybe looking for (laughs) Maybe do it drunk because the, <laughs> my worst thing when I was filling out those application forms was you'd have to say, oh, describe yourself in three words. And yeah. what's the best thing about you? And you'd like, I, I, I hate even trying to big myself up in any kind of way. So I would I would then I'd get my friends to say, well, if you could describe me in three words, what would you say? What What word would you use? And then I would actually write it on the form and say, I found this really difficult, so I asked my friends, and these were the top three words. Own it. Lucy, Jenny has been on all sorts of quiz shows. If you could be on anything that's either, I mean, it doesn't even have to still be on telly. But we cover this so amply uh, in the podcast that I am right, desperate every episode, to be... really. <laughs> it's only connect, Hannah. I am, honestly, me too. I don't know what... And I can't I can find do. anyone I mean, that will be in a, in a team with me. They all say it's too... Hello! <laughs> oh, Yes. 
Um, although Here we are. This only is connect, something beautiful. Only Connect is, is weird for me because it's the only quiz show in which if I get one right, I, it makes me think I shouldn't go on it because that's one less thing that, <laughs> that I now know. Do you know what I mean? It's so rare for me to get something right on Only Connect that I'm like, oh, well, there's probably only 100 questions I'll ever get right. And now we're down to 73. Um, <laughs> so it, it does make me uh, slightly nervous. But yes, um, I, yeah. I but that said, if it's on maths or science, I would be a goner. Uh, there's nothing I know. And I mean, yeah, you just sometimes get, because I mean, I've done quite a lot of quiz shows and you just sometimes get something that floors you. I had, God, I made an absolute ass of myself on um, 15 to 1, I think it was, where there was just, it was some cricket question. And the, I think the trick there is if you get a question about something where you think, Ugh, I, you know, it's not my subject. Don't do what I did and just keep saying in your head, oh my God, oh, I don't know. Ah, it's cricket. Because actually, I couldn't name a single cricketer. And if I could just have thought of like any, I can't even remember who it was now, but it was like one of the most famous cricketers ever in the world. And I just, I taught myself out of it so badly. And it is the thing I love about quiz is it is such a, a sort of a way of grappling with your own psyche and an insight into yourself because I am the kind of person who if I'm faced with something that I find difficult I just give up and through doing many quizzes I've kind of taught myself no don't just say it's maths you know yeah just stop thinking about it you have to kind of think well look it, they've put this question in for a reason and it's not to make me look like an idiot it's because it must be gettable even to people who don't know a hell of a lot about yeah. maths or cricket whatever it is um great tip, so believe in yourself I think is the yeah. is what I've learned Jenny you I know the thing with quizzing isn't necessarily knowing it it's remembering it and being able to recall yeah. <laughs> that fact from your brain. Now, given that memory is one of the things that everybody's struggling with at the moment, <laughs> uh, as, as day two of our interview uh, will attest, um, have, you got any t- <laughs> have you got any tips in general for holding facts in your brain or retrieving them from hidden corners of your brain? I'm really fascinated by the way the human brain works and, and the way memory works. And I would love to, you know, get together with some scientists and, and get some proper research done into it because there's there's a thing that we, you know, we were taught at school a certain way of learning. And if you didn't learn it the way the teachers taught you, then you were obviously bad at that. I think that's why a lot of people struggle with maths because they were taught in a certain way. And because it didn't sit with them, it probably just didn't sit with their particular learning method it's given them an eternal fear of that particular topic. Something that's really important is to learn about how you learn and to be honest with yourself. And the way I learn isn't the way that, you know, Paul Sinha learns. He will sit and read Wikipedia articles and the stuff will will sink in. I suspect Paul Sinner knows everything anyway, to be honest. Yeah, oh, he, he does now. Oh, my goodness. In lockdown, he is doing 24-7 quizzing, and it's wow. really obtuse stuff as well. So he's reading Wikipedia articles and linking them with other Wikipedia articles. It's it's absolutely bonkers, but that's that's the way his brain works. My learning method is much more consuming and giving myself um, a, more of a multimedia, multi-sensory way of visualising and remembering something. So I'm more likely to remember facts 
if you know Hannah says it to me now because I can picture her face actually and I can see she's in the top left of the screen I can see the pictures on the wall behind beside her and I know that I'm slightly warm because I've just had my personal trainer session and I will <laughs> yeah. remember this particular and I'll remember that fact because it's situational memory that I've got rather right. than being able to learn it wrote or from from watching a, a, a drama about a particular topic so I'll remember more about the goings on behind uh, who wants to be a millionaire because I watched that drama and you know I might visualize Mark Bonner <laughs> instead of, instead of the real guy's face <laughs> but yeah of course we do um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's so if you if you can figure out how you most effectively learn about a particular topic and you ask you know you're straight with yourself about it this is this is how it's going to stick in. The other side of it is keeping your your neurons firing enough to be able to access that. So for me, um, I, I would say get tested on things all the time. So keep quizzing. That's, that's number one for helping you to recall different facts. The more you get asked about something, the quicker the access to that particular file in your brain becomes. And doing all those sort of brain training things I think is really important just in general so I try and keep two sides of my brain going at the same time so I'll be listening to a podcast but I'll be playing a sudoku or a a puzzle at the same time so it it just keeps everything sort of active Mm. all at once my kids will be listening to this right and they'll be like, well, Auntie Jenny says that it's fine <laughs> for us just to watch telly and also to, uh, you know, to, to be doing five different things at the same time. But it's true, because I'm a real... educational, though. Yeah. I'm a reader, you see. So I'm like Paul. I if I, I just have to sit and read and concentrate. Um, but, yeah, my kids are completely different. And, my kid, you know, they constantly amaze me with what they can recall from TV and films and video games and all the stuff that they do. And that's not how I... I've got no visual sense at all as you can tell from the way I dress. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there, it is a cliche to say it, but it, it staggers me that I can't remember whatever this week, but I can remember a speech that I learned in a French class when I was 13. <laughs> yes. Like still yeah, yeah, remember yeah. that. Still remember yeah. all the words to like a song that me and my friend made up when we were six. Theme tunes yeah. of programmes, like everyone knows the whole of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air yeah. opening rap. You <laughs> yeah. know? It's just like that's just in our collective memory and that's yeah. why none of us can do maths. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> but do I remember anything practical and useful like where I need to be most times? No. But you too, if there's ways of getting around that, like having a calendar, electronic calendar and things reminding you, that means your brain is then free to remember all that weird stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So make use of the things that you have available to you to support the bits of your memory and your brain power that just aren't quite 100%. Because, yeah, I'm I'm terrible for organisation, so everything has to go in the calendar. But that frees up, it frees up everything else to, yeah. to operate at premium, premium speed. Fingers on buzzers, all good podcast providers, yes? Yes, yes, yes. Anyway, yeah, you like fingers platforms. on buzzers. And we're at fingers buzzers on Twitter. And if anyone wants to come to our play alongs during the lockdown, they'd be very welcome. Brilliant. They're a hoot. Yeah. Make sure you've got wine. Yes. <laughs> Stand 
standard issue for all women.